This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Chapter 11, Cult. Each time that I opened my eyes to the morning light and realized I'd lived through another night was a surprise to me. After the surprise wore off, my heart would start to race and my palms would sweat. I couldn't really breathe again until I'd gotten up and ascertained that Charlie had survived as well. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Arkey. And this is Twilight in Quarantine from Hot and Bothered. Vanessa, when this chapter title was called, called, I was like, oh my God, Vanessa is right. The Cullens are back. The cult has returned. Unfortunately, it was a different cult. Cults everywhere. I never thought of Washington State as being such a right place for cults, but... There are at least two just in the Forks area. It's a super high density. No wonder Forks has so many problems. Do you want to remind people of what happens in the chapter? I will. Okay. I'll count you in. On your mark. Get set. Go. So Bella and Jacob still aren't talking. And so Bella says, I'm going to call him every 30 minutes. And that done, then that doesn't work. And then she says, I'm going to go to his house and wait outside. And then she does. And she sees Quill. And he's super hot. And then she, she she sees Jacob. And Jacob is super hot. They get in a fight. He's like, your vampire boyfriend did this to me. And Bella's like, what? And I'm like, what? How? Um, and then it's raining. And they're still fighting. And she goes home. And she cries. And she has a dream that Edward is now Jacob. And Jacob is Edward. And then there's someone at her window ah <laughs> i'm so glad you interpreted that dream for me because that's not how i understood it at all oh i just don't think i understood it it's not like i had a different theory <laughs> my different theory was confusion okay count me in three two one go so it occurs to Bella after being miserable for a while that Jacob is not sick or blowing her off because of hurt feelings. He's blowing her off because he's now in Samuel's gang. And so she calls Charlie and is like, I need you to do something. Jacob has basically been kidnapped, even though he's perfectly physically safe. And Charlie is like, I don't believe women. And then um, then Bella drives and they have this big confrontation and then Bella comes home and Charlie is like, you've hurt my daughter's feelings and calls the reservation and threatens Billy. The, the time's up. But he threatens Billy and it's so weird and gross. He completely abuses his police power. 
Shocker. Here, I found what he said. He said, those boys step one toe out of line and I'm going to know about it. So basically he was like, I'm going to racially profile these kids because one of them hurt my daughter's feelings. Awesome, Charlie. Who's surprised about that kind of overpleasing? Not me. I feel like he's a dick both times this conversation happens. When Bella calls, he's like really dismissive of her and her feelings. And then when they talk about it again at the end, he decides to go the like police abuse of power route. Like both are the wrong vibes. There were like 10 vibes you could take. Seven of them were the right vibes. You did two out of the three wrong vibes. What was the third wrong vibe? Modern dance. (laughs) (laughs) Modern dance is usually the right vibe, but this would have been the wrong time. Do you have any breaking news? I do. This is one of my direct addresses again. It's breaking news about me. I am now team no one. That's it. The things I loved about Jacob were his sunny demeanor, the fact that he was so game, the fact that he like respected Bella and paid attention to her. And I don't think it's his fault that he's none of those things right now. I don't understand exactly what's going on. But he's clearly outgrown this relationship in her, and he has changed in ways that I do not find attractive anymore. So it was fun while it lasted, but it was a short and fleeting affair. And I think I'm just team Jessica again. A good team to be on. I mean, Jacob turns into just Edward too in this chapter. Yeah, it just got so bleak. I was like, ugh. What about you, Julia? Do-do-do. My piece of breaking news is that part of Jacob's transition into Edward is that he, too, has gotten hotter now. Like, we only hear more about how bulky his different muscle groups are and how his new haircut enhances his cheekbones, et cetera, et cetera. So he's super hot. We already knew it was coming, but it's here finally. (laughs) What's the sound effect for that? For, like, the hotness has arrived? Isn't that like, (laughs) oh, I was thinking it was more trumpety than that. Oh, like do 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 do. Exactly. Do 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 do. He's hot. The hottest version of him has arrived. Anything else as far as breaking news? Well, Bella basically gets dumped in the woods again. The woods is the hottest place in town to get dumped. <laughs> if you want to have a breakup, go to the woods. Well, you gave advice saying don't have serious conversations in public. And there's like nowhere more private than the woods. They're like going into hiding for these intense conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, poor Bella. No wonder she has flashbacks about Jacob turning into Edward. Dumped in the woods a second time. That's tough. Um, Did you have a moment of genuine enjoyment? Delight? Oh, yeah. Bella has a great dramatic line here. She says, the worry was eating a hole in my stomach. Soon I would have matching punctures. Because she thinks a vampire is going to eat her soon. That's hilarious. I just thought that was extremely funny. What was your piece of genuine enjoyment? I really liked this new expression that I had never heard before in my life. And it gets used in this chapter. Holy crow. I've never heard that either. Yeah. uh, It's Bella says it instead of swearing. She says, holy crow. Which I feel like if you say something like that, you have to add Batman after. Holy crow, Batman. Why doesn't she just say holy cow, which is an actual expression people use? Yeah, it's a mystery. But, you know, she's like Shakespeare. Shakespeare, you know, would slightly amend expressions in order to make them even better. 
And what's better than a holy cow? A holy crow. So true. They're super intelligent. I really enjoyed that. I love that she's taking initiative as far as progressing the English language. She's not just a woman in STEM. She's also a woman in the humanities. Multi-talented, certainly. So advice, what have you got? As I mentioned earlier, Bella calls Jacob every 30 minutes one day and then again shows up to his house to wait for him to show up. This is called stalking and harassment. It happened to her when Edward did it. And now she's doing it to Jacob, and it's not okay. I don't know why no one in Forks can identify this. Charlie just says, don't be a pest. It's like, don't be a stalker. Don't commit crimes. My advice is to not stalk people. Are you worried that stalking is like winking and it's contagious? Maybe. That would be a more reasonable explanation about why everyone thinks it's okay to relentlessly harass the people who are in their lives. Yeah, Jacob is trying to end the cycle, though. She comes and he's like, go away forever. Whereas Bella was like, you stalked me? You? (laughs) My God, thank you. What's your first piece of advice? Mine is like on theme with yours. It's for Bella. So she comes to the realization that what's actually happening is that he has been like brought into Samuel's gang, Jacob. And so then she says, "Okay, I have to go to La Push now. This is no longer like a social call, quote unquote, this was a rescue mission. And I just would like to say to all white ladies that like this is probably a sentiment that we should like never even think, but like definitely not say and act on that imposing ourselves that like us showing up is rescuing someone. And I I do think that, right, like if we watch a friend really get like kidnapped and brainwashed that like their connections to the outside world is something that can help them. However, Bella, you have to understand that like he is a person of color and you were a white lady and there is a long history of white savior complex. And so you have to be extra discerning by like actually acknowledging the power dynamic that is at play here when you say things like this is a rescue mission. I mean, at one point she describes the group of Sam Uli and Jacob and their friends as like a bunch of russet-skinned people coming towards her. And she definitely doesn't have any kind of understanding, despite her skills in the humanities and STEM, of the history of white people and indigenous people in the United States. No, clearly not. Nor does Charlie with the way that he handles that phone call at the end. Read a book, folks. Read a book. Yeah. Julia, what is your second piece of advice? My second piece of advice is also for Bella, and it relates to internet research, as we were discussing. Hmm. Jacob has told her about the werewolves in his community. She knows this is true, and then when she Googled or binged vampires and werewolves in Washington, it talks about the history of werewolves and vampires together. So I don't know why she hasn't accessed these two parts of her brain to put the puzzle pieces together. My advice is to go into a deep meditation state, you know, kind of right before you fall asleep and you have your best thoughts. This can also take place in the shower and have a series of images come to your mind. It's like werewolf, vampire, Jacob, Jacob looks like that giant dog I saw. Wonder what could be going on here. 
And then she can just come to the realization that that's what's happening here. And they wouldn't have to go through this whole soap opera drama of yelling at each other, crying in the rain about how they're breaking up because he can't say that he's a werewolf. Do you know that Benjamin Franklin's trick was he would lie on a cot with pebbles in his hands and his hands draped over the side of the cot because he thought that he had his best thoughts right before he fell asleep. But sometimes he would fall asleep and not wake up to write it down. So as he fell asleep, he would let go of the pebbles and they would fall on the floor and wake him and he'd write down whatever he thought about. And only then he would go to bed. That's exactly what she needs to do. I'd never heard that before. No wonder he was a genius. And that is gaslighting. Trying to convince someone of something that you know is not true in order to, like, make your own life easier is gaslighting. And it is incredibly manipulative and wrong. And so just stay quiet. You don't have to say anything. Just be like, I can't talk about that. Like, plead the fifth. You have a legal and emotional right to not say anything. But don't gaslight. I mean, it seems like she's just going through Edward's greatest hits. Oh, that's true. She's like tried stalking. Check. Now gaslighting. Check. Do you think she's going to watch him sleep later tonight? Maybe. I, I wouldn't put it past her. Try to carry him places. Rock him to sleep. I mean, I think it's interesting because both Jacob and Bella start to do Edward things. Like Jacob says, what if I'm not good anymore? Which is the whole I'm not the hero. I'm the bad guy. I know this is Twilight 2, but why is it actually Twilight 2? Well, Stephanie Meyer does like to tell the same story over and over again, right? She, like, wrote Twilight Gender Swapped. Now she's going to write Twilight from Edward's point of view. So maybe we thought that this was a different book, but it's just the same book. And we love it so much. We come back for more. It just speaks to the richness of the material. (laughs) Truly. Vanessa, what's in your Twilight Diary? My Twilight Diary was how sad this was for Bella. I think the most pathetic part was when she was like, I could try to date you. Maybe I can make myself be attracted to you. 
And that was just really sad. I was like, wow, Jacob, she really loves you. If she's like, maybe I could be attracted to you. But high up on the pathetic rankings would be like when Billy looks at her with pity in his eyes or just when she stands in the rain for literal hours. It's a very pathetic like series of choices she is making here. I mean, the first one, the whole I could date you is kind of an insult. Like if someone said that to me, I would be like, that's not nice. It's like you can almost hear her gagging as she says it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not nice. It's like I could lower my standards. I could try to make myself like you. Might not work. But I don't think that it has to be nice in order to be pathetic. Oh, no, it was pretty desperate. (laughs) But no wonder Jacob says no. Oh, yeah. No, any self-respecting person would be like, no, thanks. <laughs> like, super weird offer, but I'm good. Soaking in the rain. Being like, are you breaking up with me? And then the answer is no. And then saying, but I would date you <laughs> if I tried really hard. And then my other Twilight Diary moment is that Jacob is like a total jerk in this chapter. And I was like so over him, except there was one moment where I was like, the old Jacob is still in there, which is when he is like, you know why I can't do that? The bloodsuckers. And she's like, no, what do you mean? And he's like, don't make me say their name. I don't like to hurt you. And I don't want to see your face hurt. And she's still gaslights him and plays dumb and so he says the Cullens and it like hurts him to hurt her and I just think that's very sweet and do you feel like you could rekindle your team Jacob heart if he like goes back to being the old him if he goes back to being like really sweet and dopey like I thought he was gonna turn into like a cute fun dog Mm -hmm. and it turns out that he turned into like one of those mean sad dogs and like they deserve a home Like, I would really rescue them. I know I said that white ladies shouldn't talk about rescuing, but I do think you can technically rescue a dog. But Jacob has turned into a dog that, like, I wouldn't even want that dog. (laughs) I would take it into my house out of charity and not out of love. Wow, that's like Bella being like, (laughs) I guess I could date you. Julia, what do you want to put in Bella's care package? Well, after a lot of reflection, I want to let everyone know that I've changed. And I said no private conversations in public places. But I'm revising my statement to say if you need a neutral space to break up with someone that's not the woods, I understand that. And I support you. And it doesn't need to be in a tent. So I'm going to send Bella a Yelp list of the best cafes and forks so she doesn't have to keep being abandoned in the rain in the woods whenever she gets dumped, which happens a lot, at least every six months, as we know. (laughs) So I'm hoping this list of cafes, she can get dumped, she can drink a hot chocolate, she can leave a great tip for her barista, and she can go home and cry about it, as opposed to being soaking wet and having to be miserable in addition to having being dumped. I also don't want her to be cold and dripping. And so I want to give her a mudroom or a coat rack. A mudroom would be very generous of me, but I don't know. I would have to consult with Realtor Bella as to whether or not you're actually allowed an extension on the house. And I know that it can be really disruptive to your life to like remodel. And so I don't want to do that. 
So maybe just a nice coat rack. But I think that Bella, we know, comes in after being soaked in the rain and just walks right into the house and sits down. And Charlie, like, puts a blanket on her, which is, like, not helpful because, like, she has, like, her rain jacket on. So the blanket's not going to do anything through the rain jacket. And so really the thing that she has to do is take off the rain jacket. And this just, like, doesn't seem to occur to her. And so I think some sort of visual clue will create a habit for her to always take off her rain jacket before she comes in. Yeah, you might also need to send in, like, a mildew cleaning crew because if this has been happening the whole time they live there, like, that house is damp 100% of the time. Yeah, there's probably a mold problem. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen next chapter? Well, this chapter ends with us scraping at the window, which I think we're supposed to think is, like, Victoria punking her. <laughs> but... I don't think that that's what's actually going on. I think we have a red herring. I think it's Alice. And she's back, and it's one of her pencils. She's trying to draw a premonition on the window, you know, like, because she promised Edward she wouldn't talk to Bella, so she's found a workaround, and she's drawing a picture for Bella on the window. I don't know what the premonition is, though. I am no Alice. Totally believable. One of your better guesses. That is similar to saying I could date you. (laughs) It like is shrouded like it could be a compliment, but it's actually really insulting. This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a holy crow Batman episode of Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I'm Team No One. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Bye! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.